Chapter 7, Part 1 of Zanzibar Tales. This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Candestelic, Dallas, Texas. Zanzibar Tales by George W. Bateman. Chapter 7, Part 1. Humdani once there was a very poor man named hamdani who begged from door to door for his living sometimes taking things before they were offered him after a while people became suspicious of him and stopped giving him anything in order to keep him away from their houses so at last he was reduced to the necessity of going every morning to the village dust heap and picking up and eating the few grains of the tiny little millet seed that he might find there one day as he was scratching and turning over the heap he found a dime which he tied up in a corner of his ragged dress and continued to hunt for millet grains but could not find one oh well said he i've got a dime now i'm pretty well fixed i'll go home and take a nap instead of a meal so he went to his hut took a drink of water put some tobacco in his mouth and went to sleep the next morning as he scratched in the dust heap he saw a countryman going along carrying a basket made of twigs as he called to him hi there countryman what have you in thy cage the countryman whose name was muhadim replied gazelles and hamdani called bring them here let me see them now there were three well-to-do men standing near and when they saw the countryman coming to hamdani they smiled and said you're taking lots of trouble for nothing mohamdim how's that gentlemen he inquired why said they that poor fellow has nothing at all not a cent oh i don't know that said the countryman he may have plenty for all i know not he said they don't you see for yourself continued one of them that he is on the dust heap every day he scratches there like a hen trying to get enough grains of millet to keep himself alive if he had any money wouldn't he buy a square meal for once in his life do you think he would want to buy a gazelle what would he do with it he can't find enough food for himself without looking for any for a gazelle but muhadim said gentlemen i have brought some goods here to sell i answer all who call me and if anyone says come i go to him i don't favor one and slight another therefore as this man called me i'm going to him all right said the first man you don't believe us well we know where he lives and all about him and we know that he can't buy anything that's so said the second man perhaps however you will see that we were right after you have a talk with him to which the third man added clouds are a sign of rain but we have seen no signs of his being about to spend any money all right gentlemen said muhadim many better looking people than he call me and when i show them my gazelles they say oh yes they're very beautiful but awfully dear take them away so i shall not be disappointed if this man says the same thing i shall go to him anyhow then one of the three men said let us go with this man and see what the beggar will buy 
pshaw said another bye you talk foolishly he has not had a good meal in three years to my knowledge and a man in his condition doesn't have money to buy gazelles however let's go and if he makes this poor countryman carry his load over there just for the fun of looking at the gazelles let each of us give him a good hard whack with our walking sticks to teach him how to behave toward honest merchants so when they came near him one of those three men said well here are the gazelles now buy one here they are you old hypocrite you'll feast your eyes on them but you can't buy them but hamdani paying no attention to the men said to mahadim how much for one of your gazelles then another of those men broke in you're very innocent aren't you you know as well as i do that gazelles are sold every day at two for a quarter still taking no notice of these outsiders hamdani continued i'd like to buy one for a dime one for a dime laughed the men of course you'd like to buy one for a dime perhaps you'd also like to have the dime to buy with then one of them gave him a push on the cheek at this hamdani turned and said why do you push me on the cheek when i've done nothing to you i do not know you i call this man to transact some business with him and you who are strangers step in to spoil our trade he then untied the knot in the corner of his ragged coat produced the dime and handing it to muhadim said please good man let me have a gazelle for that at this the countryman took a small gazelle out of the cage and handed it to him saying here master take this one i call it kajipa then turning to those three men he laughed and said ha huh, how is this you with your white robes and turbans and swords and daggers and sandals on your feet you gentlemen of property and no mistake you told me this man was too poor to buy anything yet he has bought a gazelle for a dime while you fine fellows i think haven't enough money among you to buy half a gazelle if they were five cents each then muhadim and the three men went their several ways as for hamdani he stayed at the dust heap until he found a few grains of millet for himself and a few for kajipa the gazelle and then went to his hut spread his sleeping mat and he and the gazelle slept together this going to the dust heap for a few grains of millet and then going home to bed continued for about a week then one night hamdani was awakened by someone calling master sitting up he answered here i am who calls the gazelle answered i do upon this the beggar man became so scared that he did not know whether he should faint or get up and run away seeing him so overcome kajipa asked why master what's the matter oh gracious he gasped what a wonder i see a wonder said the gazelle looking all around why what is the wonder that makes you act as if you were all broken up why it's so wonderful i can hardly believe i'm awake said his master who in the world ever before knew of a gazelle that could speak oh laughed kajipa is that all there are many more wonderful things than that but now listen while i tell you why i called you certainly i'll listen to every word said the man i can't help listening 
well, you see, it's just this way, said Kajipa. I've allowed you to become my master, and I cannot run away from you, so I want you to make an agreement with me, and I will make you a promise and keep it. Say on, said his master. Now, continued the gazelle, one doesn't have to be acquainted with you long in order to discover that you are very poor. This scratching a few grains of millet from the dust heap every day and managing to subsist upon them is all very well for you. You're used to it, because it's a matter of necessity with you. But if I keep it up much longer, you won't have any gazelle. Kijipa will die of starvation. Therefore, I want to go away every day and feed on my own kind of food and I promise you I will return every evening. Well, I guess I'll have to give my consent, said the man in no very cheerful tone. As it was now dawn, Kajipa jumped up and ran out of the door, Hamdani following him. The gazelle ran very fast, and his master stood watching him until he disappeared. Then tears started in the man's eyes, and raising his hands, he cried, Oh, my mother! Then he cried, oh my father then he cried oh my gazelle it has run away some of his neighbors who heard him carrying on in this matter took the opportunity to inform him that he was a fool an idiot and a dissipated fellow said one of them you hung around that dust heap goodness knows how long scratching like a hen till fortune gave you a dime you hadn't sense enough to go and buy some decent food. You had to buy a gazelle. Now you've let the creature run away. What are you crying about? You brought all your trouble on yourself. All this, of course, was very comforting to Hamdani, who slunk off to the dust heap, got a few grains of millet, and came back to his hut, which now seemed meaner and more desolate than ever. At sunset, however, Kajipa came trotting in, and the beggar was happy again and said, Ah, oh, my friend, you have returned to me. Of course, said the gazelle. Didn't I promise you? You see, I feel that when you bought me, you gave all the money you had in the world, even though it was only a dime. Why, then, should I grieve you? I couldn't do it. If I go and get myself some food, I'll always come back evenings. When the neighbors saw the gazelle come home every evening and run off every morning, they were greatly surprised and began to suspect that Hamdani was a wizard. Well, this coming and going continued for five days, the gazelle telling its master each night what fine places it had been to and what lots of food it had eaten. On the sixth day, it was feeding among some thorn bushes in a thick wood, when, scratching away some bitter grass at the foot of a big tree, it saw an immense diamond of intense brightness. Oh, said Kajipa, in great astonishment, here's property, and no mistake, this is worth a kingdom. If I take it to my master, he will be killed, for being a poor man, if they say to him, Where did you get it? And he answers, I picked it up, they will not believe him. If he says, It was given to me, they will not believe him either. It will not do for me to get my master into difficulties. I know what I'll do. I'll seek some powerful person. He will use it properly. 
so kajipa started off through the forest holding the diamond in his mouth and ran and ran but saw no town that day so he slept in the forest and arose at dawn and pursued his way and the second day passed like the first on the third day the gazelle had traveled from dawn until between eight and nine o'clock when he began to see scattered houses getting larger in size and knew he was approaching a town in due time he found himself in the main street of a large city leading direct to the sultan's palace and began to run as fast as he could people passing along stopped to look at the strange sight of a gazelle running swiftly along the main street with something wrapped in green leaves between its teeth the sultan was sitting at the door of his palace when kajipa stopping a little way off dropped the diamond from its mouth and lying down beside it panting called out ho there ho there which is a cry everyone makes in that part of the world when wishing to enter a house remaining outside until the cry is answered after the cry had been repeated several times the sultan said to his attendants who is doing all that calling and one answered master it's a gazelle that's calling ho there ho ho said the sultan ho ho invite the gazelle to come near then three attendants ran to Kajipa and said, Come, get up. The sultan commands you to come near. So the gazelle arose, picked up the diamond, and, approaching the sultan, laid the jewel at his feet, saying, Master, good afternoon, to which the sultan replied, May God make it good. Come near. The sultan ordered his attendants to bring a carpet and a large cushion, and desired the gazelle to rest upon them. When it protested that it was comfortable as it was, he insisted, and Kajipa had to allow himself to be made a very honored guest. Then they brought milk and rice, and the sultan would hear nothing until the gazelle had fed and rested. At last, when everything had been disposed of, the sultan said, Well, now my friend tell me what news you bring and kajipa said master i don't exactly know how you will like the news i bring the fact is i'm sent here to insult you i've come to try and pick a quarrel with you in fact i'm here to propose a family alliance with you at this the sultan exclaimed oh come for a gazelle you certainly know how to talk now, the fact of it is, I'm looking for someone to insult me. I'm just aching to have someone pick a quarrel with me. I'm impatient for a family alliance. Go on with your message. Then Kajipa said, You don't bear any ill will against me, who am only a messenger? And the sultan said, None at all. Well, said Kajipa, look at this pledge I bring, dropping the diamond wrapped in leaves into the sultan's lap when the sultan opened the leaves and saw the great sparkling jewel he was overcome with astonishment at last he said well i have brought this pledge said the gazelle from my master sultan dari he has heard that you have a daughter so he sent you this jewel hoping you will forgive him for not sending something more worthy of your acceptance than this trifle goodness said the sultan to himself he calls this a trifle then to the gazelle oh that's all right that's all right i'm satisfied the sultan darari has my consent to marry my daughter 
and I don't want a single thing from him. Let him come empty-handed. If he has more of these trifles, let him leave them at home. This is my message, and I hope you will make it perfectly clear to your master. The gazelle assured him that he would explain everything satisfactorily, adding, And now, master, I take my leave. I go straight to our town and hope that in about eleven days we shall return to be your guests. So, with mutual compliments, they parted. End of Chapter 7, Part 1 Recording by Candace Stellick, Dallas, Texas